from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Let's get it. More good news for the Buffalo Bills and DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin was discharged from Buffalo's General Medical Center on Wednesday. He was in the hospital, two different hospitals actually, Joe. Over nine days, Hamlin's now back at home in Buffalo with his family. Went through a series of comprehensive medical evaluations as well as a series of cardiac, neurological, and vascular testing. Passed them all, Joe. That's awesome. That's great. Um, Miraculous, even. I think where I think I had seen Sean McDermott, the head coach, was asked questions. You know, there's the expectation was he's going to be is he going to be there for the playoff game? Oh, on the sidelines or in the, in the said, suite or something. And he said, look, it's really up to how he feels, you know, what he's comfortable doing and not overdoing it. Um, but, yeah, look, this is – you're right, it's miraculous. I mean, given what we saw in that Monday night football game in week 17, I I just hope the lasting impact of DeMar Hamlin is that him living, okay – is not going to be spun into, you know, gaslighting us into what is needed to be done in football. Taking player safety seriously, adhering to the protocols. Like, honestly, I think there's a maybe there's an after effect of this with Tua Tunga-Vailoa, right? The Dolphins quarterback is not going to be playing against the Buffalo Bills in the playoff game because of his ongoing concussion issues given what we saw earlier this year where, I mean, I think you you had said it, Joe, in relation to Tua Tungavailoa, like, hey, man, that was like the worst-case scenario for the league. Little did we know that DeMar Hamlin would actually be the worst-case scenario for the league. Actually, the worst-case scenario for the league is somebody literally dying on the football field, not being resuscitated like DeMar Hamlin was. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe the I'd like to think that the NFL will actually take the fact that DeMar Hamlin survived as an inflection point of doing the right thing and having those protocols and taking these these things seriously are the right moves going forward. I still think there's a bit of... Um, I don't think the NFL has really truly faced some backlash for how they handled what happened that Monday night. I know Don Van Nata of ESPN had a, a really interesting story and background on how that game actually got called off. I think that's positive that the coaches had the wherewithal to do it and the NFL listened. But honestly, those are the types of calls that shouldn't should be no-brainers for the league, not being put in a position where the coaches said, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah, I mean, we have reviews and we have replays that, you know, obviously you know that in New York they're reviewing and looking at. Mm-hmm. But to me, I... I'm not going to give the NFL and Roger Goodell. I don't want the eye in the sky sitting there telling you this or that. Ultimately, I think Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor are the ones who played that correctly. And given how the players knew mm-hmm. and, and how they felt, given the reaction to what had happened. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So we got uh, a little bit of a change. Something we knew that was going to happen, but a little bit of a change with local golf. By the way, did the golf season start up already? Last week, yes, we had the Tournament of Champions out in Hawaii, which is a par 73, Joe. They don't play a lot of par 70. That's why the scores were bonkers, 27 under. 
John Rahm walked down Colin Morikawa last week. So. Wait, is, is this the one where you are like, this is great tourism for Hawaii, as though Hawaii I thought, needs tourism? I thought tourism. of you again last week. <laughs> they, had, they had it on at my parents' house. <laughs> and the the scenery is just spectacular. Of course. Spectacular. So, for me, I'll watch again this week, mm-hmm. even though they're not at the same course or a different place. They're still in Hawaii. And I'm just like, I, I, I need to go. I need to go check this out. Yeah, look, man, one of these days I'll get out to Hawaii. It was scheduled scheduled to go to Hawaii in the summer of 2020, but, you know, COVID had other plans. So one of these days I'll get out there because I'm, I'm with you. It is gorgeous out there. I want to see an active volcano, man. Well, that's what the background is. That's, that's one of my is, list is of the, things to do know. is to see an active volcano. I know I've technically seen that by going to Yellowstone and checking out geysers, but I'm talking lava flow. Okay, that's what I want to see. Plus, the tiki game out there has got to be off the charts. Definitely want to go do that. Regardless, um, where were we? Oh, yes, golf locally. So the Corn Ferry Tour is going to start up, and there's going to be a change to where the UNC Health Championship is going to be played. It's actually going to be played in Raleigh now. You have to be excited about this. I am because when they redid the Raleigh Country Club, I played out there. I actually played out there about a month before I played down at Sedgefield. Now, McConnell Golf runs both Mm -hmm. Raleigh Country Club and Sedgefield. Sedgefield in Greensboro obviously has a PGA tournament, right? So I'm I'm sitting here going, now, if if Sedgefield's good enough for a PGA tournament, then RCC is definitely good enough. I I think they could even move the PGA tournament there, but baby steps. We're getting the Corn Ferry Tour. We're getting the UNC Health Championship there. And Brian Crusoe joins us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. He's the tournament director for the newly named UNC Health Championship. Uh, Brian, how are you? Good, gentlemen. How are you? Thanks for having me on. So Jillio's already hyping up the new location as an actual like PGA Tour stop. Where are we at on that? Baby steps? I heard that. Baby steps. I love that. It's, uh, it's a fantastic venue. Um, it's one of the top courses in North Carolina. I think it's ranked number two in the triangle, you know, Donald Ross, everybody knows him as one of the most famous architecture, uh, golf architects of all time. It's his final design. So it's a special place. Brian Crusoe is the tournament director of the UNC health championship. They're playing that this year at the Raleigh country club. It's June 1st through 4th. And Brian, when you mentioned the Ross course, and that's why I said Sedgefield, it's just like Sedgefield and the pines there. There's no houses out there this is big for you guys i know there's nothing wrong with with wakefield and you know mcconnell golf does a great job out there but it is different having it in downtown this guy's this gives you guys a better chance i think of getting more fans there too we hope so and you know like you said wakefield's a great place we've had a great uh history there and we're really trying to elevate the event into something next level um the golf course you know you mentioned sedgefield it's like sedgefield but uh not, not really, because, I mean, you can see across this entire property. You can walk from one end to the other. Uh, the views are fantastic. It's, it's it has a lot of similarities to, to Augusta. You know, you'll be able to see action in all directions. You'll be able to um, to watch to watch a couple of different greens at the same time. So um, it's going to be a pretty there's going to be a lot of energy on on property for sure. Brian Crusoe joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovia's UNC Health Championship. It's been renamed from the Rex Hospital Open, UNC Health Championship now. It's going to be at Raleigh Country Club. For those who might be unfamiliar, maybe they never made it out to the Rex Hospital Open over at uh, TPC. You know, 
what is the level of golfer that comes to this event? Who are they seeing? Sure. Well, this is the Corn Ferry Tour, and it's part of the PGA Tour. It's the up-and-coming players that are on their way to the PGA Tour. Uh, this is the only stop in North Carolina where people can watch the Corn Ferry Tour. So this is one of the biggest professional tours in the world, really, and that's not an exaggeration. You guys know you've been there. Uh, the level of golf, if people haven't been there, is unbelievable. Um, so, you know, that that, that part of the tournament as, isn't going to change. Uh, this is top-level golf and guys that are going to be playing and winning on the PGA Tour next year. Brian, before I let you go, uh, do I have to give you credit? for making a deal with my man Greg Hatem to get the pit and Empire Eats concessions out there? Is that you, or are you more in charge of who's in the field? I always get the credit for uh, for the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're super excited about that. Empire Eats, they're going to be doing the concessions at the tournament, so people will be able to come out and watch fantastic golf. We've got a Tito's venue, R&D Brewing venue. Um, you know, they'll be featuring all their top items from, you know, Gravy, City, Raleigh times where people will be able to get that stuff at the tournament, which is awesome. Brian, uh, if you could get me a couch, Brian, I would appreciate it. And we'll see you June 1st through 4th yeah. at the Raleigh country. Club. All right. Brian, we will work it. on that. Appreciate, appreciate you guys. Thank you. It's the OG. Um, you think we can Tito's can we get R and D can we get the uh, Raleigh times nachos? while I watch golf? Yes. All right. Like if you can guarantee me Raleigh times nachos fully loaded with chicken. Oh, you take the chicken over the, yeah, I take the, the chicken. barbecue. I always take the chicken. Wow, I always take the chicken. I'm a chicken. That's guy. a choice. I am a chicken guy, man. I mean, you saw some bourbon today that I would actually buy. Too, yes, called chicken cock. It was chicken cock. Yes, I've and been, I asked you, is it any good? I've been told by Wayne, who I trust, Wayne of yeah. the Nine One Nine Beer Podcast, bourbon opinion. The man drinks pappy. That he said, hey man, it's good stuff. I'm like, okay, fair enough. We went with a safe choice today, though. We did. Got to go. Got to start out slow on the bourbon thing. By the way, we have to talk about our ABC store experience. <laughs> we should, but we got to keep going with what's trending. <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes lost again. Uh, although with the de losing to the Devils isn't necessarily a bad thing. That's a good Devils squad, and it actually kind of tied into the last time they met. That was what, like two weeks ago, uh, which was a pretty back and forth wild one. Last night was no different. It just ends up being a Canes loss. They're now 0-3-1 in their last four. Here's Adam Gold. Does the Canes Corner podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company. Here's two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, boys. I got two minutes for two moments that were the downfall in the Hurricanes' fourth straight loss. Three weeks ago, we were downright giddy. As Kane's rookie goaltender, Pyotr Kachetkov, was turning the NHL on its ear. Rookie of the month of December, one of the best goalies in the NHL, regardless of age or experience or, uh, I don't know, uh, tax bracket. Now, what has happened to our coochie? Sharp angle went off his pad late in the first as the Hurricanes saw a one-goal lead lost. But they recovered. Carolina scored twice, including a shorthanded goal by Sebastian Ajo. That was an absolute chef's kiss. Ajo was great. Teravina with a great pass. Even through the legs of Dougie Hamilton. What happened, Douglas Jonathan? Anyway, Hurricanes had a 3-1 lead. And then, poof, up in smoke. They lose the lead late in the second period. They're getting ready to carry that 3-1 lead into the break. Coochie's five hole was wide open. 
as the Devils scored twice in 18 seconds, good feeling was gone. Now Mercer takes it to the side of the net in front, and a score! Oh, Dawson Mercer, hard-working goal, backhand, squeaks it through Kochetkov, and a big answer for the Devils here late with 52 seconds left in the second. And Mercer with it again, extended for Tatar on front, no score! Oh, two goals in 19 seconds. And it's going to be Jesper Boquist. The assist there by Mercer. As Boquist to the backhand again, sneaks it through the legs of Kochetkov. And the Canes' two-goal lead has vanished. The fourth goal was more breakdown in front of him than anything else. But Kochetkov, for the first time all year, looks like his confidence has left him. Now the Hurricanes are suddenly dealing with goaltending issues again. So I'm begging you, Frederick Anderson, you need to play tomorrow in Columbus. Your teammates need you. Right now, there aren't any good answers at the end. You might be the guy. You haven't played since November 6th. Let's get you out of camphor, out of mothballs, back on the ice. The Hurricanes need you, Freddie. Please, please, Gucci needs you. I'm uncomfortable. It's Adam Gold. That's two minutes. Brought to you by Dice Art Willis. I forgot how Adam, how old Adam is. He's like 54 now? 56. I was no. Say, I feel like Adam's 10 yeah. years older than me. He's 30 years older than me. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's closer to 60 now. My bad. He's on the wrong side of 50 now. My bad. Is there such a thing? Uh, I mean, you're closer to 60. I mean, it is what it is. I've been told that 60 is the new 40. So... It's all good. Sounds about right. Yeah, I guess it sounds about right. Yeah, I... Yeah, okay. I had thoughts on the Canes, but I completely lost it with Adam saying, uh, Coochie needs you. I just... Okay. Anyway. Compose myself. Thoughts. I don't yes. want to go... I don't want to go full complainiac here. I, I just don't. I just don't. Because there's really no way to... You can't let Peter Kochekov slide for some of his performance during this losing streak. But at the same time, you also have to recognize that Kochekov was a big reason why they even had that point streak in the first place. He's cooled off a little bit. He's got a confidence issue right now. But you know what's at? This is the part that bothers me. Here's what's adding to the confidence issue. Their defense sucks. Well, not all of it. It sucks. A certain pairing does. Well, yeah, the third pairing tends to suck the most. But Struggled no. last night. It's been on the struggle bus the last couple days. It's a bad combo. You have a bad third pairing right yep. now that's struggling. And, and Kachekov hasn't been sharp, and I mm -hmm. think it's all mental. You love to say goaltending is voodoo. It is voodoo. And it, he has been the personification of that. Which is why, getting to Freddie Anderson, I'm okay with how long it's kind of been slow played for him to be back. And if he's ready now, he's like, oh, did you miss me? Okay, what what time of the year? Oh, it's January 11th. Okay, I think we're ready to go now. I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm just saying that, hey, man, with goalies, if they're in the right mental space, it ain't worth it. Right. Do, I, do I have to go full days of thunder? Like when Cole Trickle wasn't in the right space to go through another wreck in turn three, what happened, Joe? What happened? Then he had a breakthrough moment. Managed to get through that wreck. Or if I can go Lightning McQueen on you, if you watched Cars. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of NASCAR-based Lightning, movies well, lately. Lightning, Lightning McQueen basically did the same thing. Or if we go Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> he had to overcome Goose. Okay? Regardless. Goaltending is voodoo. So if Freddie Anderson wasn't in the right mental space, so be it. He's been lurking up there like Sting, waiting to drop on down and save the day, which is now the time. Now is the time for Freddie Anderson to go. Now, what do you do with the goaltending situation? You keep all three. 
I don't know why this is complicated. Dennis is making a stink face. This ain't complicated. Just stick Kochekov in rice, let him dry out, hit the reset, he'll fire back up, okay? Because this gets to the bigger problem. Kochekov ain't the issue. It's Auntie Ranta. You want to talk about a guy who you don't know if he's going to get hurt in a moment's notice, it's him. And I say that as somebody who likes Auntie Ranta, okay? So you need all three. You need all three. Next up. I went See, I did it again with Complainiac. Let's get his top story of the day. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. It's a very newsy day for the Tar Heels. We'll explain next. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Can we do just a quick special for your dad right now? <laughs> sure. What? If you didn't think Miami was dead before, like if you didn't think the U was over. Football. If you didn't think the U no oh, longer yeah, I've, existed. I've, I've been telling my dad that for years. If you yeah. didn't think the U was never coming back before, mm -hmm. Duke just put out a release. They have added five mid-year transfers on their football team. Mm -hmm. Al Blades Jr. No. For real? They got one of the Blades <laughs> family members from the U in the portal. I'm telling you now, if the crappy run of coaches and records wasn't your first hint, this is it. What? They lost a Blades. Where's Benny? Benny, his brother, and his other brother Daryl. I mean, there was a there was a time there in the eighties when the when the Blades the family and the Blades ran it, man. I, re, I, re, Are I you kidding? I distinctly remember when uh, I would go to the Orange Bowl and they had a whole bit where it was instead of Benny and the Jets, it was B -b 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 Benny and the Canes. Benny and Brian were the yeah Al Blades Jr. Crazy. They lo the U lost the Blades. Not to anyone either, by the way. To, to, to Duke. Duke. Mike Man, Elko getting things. it done. Running things. All right, speaking, I guess we'll start with football since you got me on the football brain. Uh, the news of the day is that Tar Heel great, Trey Bly, part of the Mac Brown 2.0 experience, they've mutually parted ways. The headline or that email hit my inbox probably around 1 o'clock this afternoon, and I'll, I'll admit I went a little, oh, okay. I mean, I understand that North Carolina's defense hasn't been great, but Dre Bly's a big reason why their recruiting's been what it's been. He's usually viewed as a huge key component of some of the key players they've been able to get to flip to come to North Carolina. This is the quote from Mac Brown. We all love Dre Bly and appreciate what he means to the University of North Carolina as a Hall of Famer, an unbelievable advocate for the program, and an excellent coach. Dre and I mutually agreed to part ways so that he could explore other opportunities in the coaching profession. We appreciate everything he's done for the program over the last few years and wish him nothing but the best moving forward. Now, again, on the recruiting angle, we understand Dre Bly's impact. 
However, he's their secondaries coach, and North Carolina's defense over the last four years has been uh, suboptimal. Brian Ives, a great follow on Twitter of the ACC Network. Follow him, Away to Worthy is the handle. He tweeted this out a few hours ago. As it re- relates to North Carolina defensive coaching staff news, here are some of the Tar Heels' ACC ranks in the last four seasons. Tied for last in pass touchdowns of 20-plus yards. 13th in completion percentage, 12th in pass yards per game, 12th in pass interference penalties, 11th in yards per pass attempt. You can go a little further, too, in uh, what they've been able to do. Uh, where were the other stats that I saw earlier today? They were 14th in completion percentage. They were 12th in yards per pass attempt. 14th, that was the one. 14th in missed tackles. That was a big problem for the Tar Heels. Couldn't tackle. You want, you want to go back to the, the Oregon game? That was, that was kind of a big deal, right? So, but. Jerry Bly is not the defensive coordinator. He's not the defensive coordinator, but he is part of that defensive coaching staff, and a lot of the issues that people have pointed to for the Tar Heels have been in his wheelhouse. And I'm not saying this, to I'm not bringing this up as though, well, hello, it's the equation. That's the thing that I'm curious about in Chapel Hill, the equation. Because you and I both know that Dre Bly is a big reason why some of the guys who have helped Carolina have the seasons they've had are his guys. What was the balance? What was the equation? At what? Why did you finally decide that, you know what, this is probably best for both of us if you go do something else? That's a great question for Mac Brown because Josh Downs alone, that's his nephew, mm-hmm. okay? Josh Downs alone was worth however many wins. N- never mind Sam Howell. Never mind a lot of the players from Virginia, where where Dre is from, who he went in and, and got players and not only got them, kept them away from Virginia Tech, kept them away from Virginia. So this is, I think this is a, a, a move that's going to hurt UNC. And you could say North Carolina can recruit in this state, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean. But you need to understand with Dre and the guys that he was bringing in, he wasn't beating NC State and Duke for them. Yeah. He was beating Alabama for them. He was yeah. beating Clemson for them. He was beating Georgia for them. Like these were guys who typically go to national programs. His his other nephew, uh, Josh's brother, is going to Alabama. Wait, a safety, talk- a five star safety. Are we talking about the Blades again? No, a Downs. No, I know Downs. Right. So, right. Listen, I, I I think this is a decision that's going to hurt North Carolina. I get what you're saying, or I get if fans who are critical of Tony Grimes. Just say it. He's a five star, mm-hmm. you know, cornerback who Dre was instrumental in bringing here. But if you want to criticize him for Tony Grimes, then how do you not praise him for Storm Duck? Sure. sure. And, I, and again, I'll go back to, it, in my opinion, it, just, to, just to use a little hockey here. Mm-hmm. When, uh, I, I shouldn't call him that, and I won't on the air, I'll tell you after. <laughs> the coach who preceded Rod Brandemore. Bill Peters. Bill Peters. Yes. When Bill Peters was in charge and Rod Brindamore was the assistant coach, mm-hmm. did we assign... The Canes blame to Rod Brindamore? No. When Rod Brindamore wasn't in charge? No. So I, I have a hard time sitting here, and I lo- I I really do enjoy Brian Ives. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference between me and Brian Ives. I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. He does tremendous work. He's a Carolina guy. But no, no, no. No, no, no. I point things out that, are, that go against NC State or any other team while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Brian waited on this stat until Dre was gone. Yeah. Okay. So, a lot of times people play games with their numbers. The second it goes, oh, that guy's gone. He's trash. Mm-hmm. Well, then you bring out the numbers. 
not in the middle of the season when the thing's going you know, sideways when you could have explained it going sideways in the middle of the season because you didn't want to piss somebody off. I'm not afraid to piss people off. I've never been afraid to piss people off. In defense of Brian, these are stats he has put out before in the context of North Carolina's season. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just pointing out the difference. Yeah, that's all well, I'm doing. I, I would say that you would do the same thing if you were working the NC State beat and somebody got got. You would be putting these things out too. You put out yellow pad though. That's the difference between you and Brian. Um, so I do it in real time though, uh, like right. during the season right. while people right. get mad at me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. A lot of people not like later. A lot of people get mad at you. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Next to Joe Gillian, I'm Joe Ovius. We went on a little field trip today. Yeah, no. the, the field trip was was lightning. First of all, I didn't realize how close the ABC store was <laughs> to the studio. Yeah, and I kept asking Game you, changer. I kept asking you, like, where is the closest ABC store? And you, I don't know if you're bad with directions. I'm, I'm terrible at directions. But you were just like, it's it's not that far away. I'll take you over there. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. And then now I realize it's like snaking around. Yeah, it's so the Capitol Boulevard. By the uh, North Carolina Lottery Education System yeah. there. So if you're coming off 440, if you're on the Outer Belt line, you just have like a direct shot right. to it if you want to. Um, but yeah, getting to, It's tucked away Yeah, there. getting to the ABC store, you, you go like you would to the Waffle House, but you have to go back this right. back road to get to it. Hey, man, if there's a Waffle House and a pawn shop... Oh, near your ABC store. It ain't. It ain't too far. Yeah, you're good living. It's okay. All right, it's good living. So I, the reason why I decided to go with you is because it was going to be easier for me to point out which bourbon to get. Because you asked me, well, what's a bur- good bourbon to get? And I gave you a list of things that are readily available at a typical ABC store: Basil Hayden, which is a Jim Beam product, but it's their upscale thing. But my favorite thing that happened today at the ABC store is you asked me, well, how can you tell the good stuff from the bad stuff? Well, there's a reason why they call it top shelf, yeah. Joe. And you looked at the bottom price. Sh- you looked at the I mean, prices. Prices can be deceiving. Okay. Because one thing that I've learned, and this is true of all things, prices are not indicative of how good something's going to be. Price not might equal quality, you're saying. Price sometimes. Except on the low end where you know well, that is what you're yeah. paying for. When you start seeing something that's not Pappy Van Winkle, but it's like old granddad, and it's 10 bucks for a fifth, yeah, we might be, we, you might have a bad night that The time. plastic bottle. <laughs> Favorite story of all time was I actually found a cheaper vodka than Aristocrat. Yeah, I didn't believe you when you told me that. So this was uh, my brother-in-law. He wasn't quite of age yet because uh, he's two years younger than me. And he's like, hey, man. So I went to the ABC store in Mission Valley. When that is that still there? I don't think I think it moved to um, Cameron or to, to Oberlin Village. Right. That's what it's called now. Or Village District. Village District. Anyway, whatever. Point is, I went to the old Mission Valley ABC store and he's like, just get me some vodka with the cash that I have. So you're thinking pop off aristocrat. They had a cheaper one. 
That's not possible. It was called. Uh, it was. It was Outer Banks vodka. I was going to say some it was, local it was vodka. Goat urine, dude. It was on the bottom shelf, and it. I think it gave him one of the worst hangovers he ever experienced. Cheaper than pop off or uh-huh. aristocrat. Cheaper than aristocrat. Cheaper than aristocrat. Yeah, that tells you something. Now, but what was? Uh, you asked some questions about bourbon. I think we ended up with a Basil Hayden, right? If I'm not mistaken. Basil Hayden. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, because again, that's a good just straight up. You not you can't go wrong with the basil Hayden. But we we had a little conversation with the ABC employees because I asked them like, so what up with not being able to find certain things? Also, my neighbor the Swede is mm-hmm. convinced if you like ask or know the secret password that certain ABC stores have like a reserve stock. Sure. Apparently, we didn't know the secret password because I asked from my quest for just, can I have Buffalo Trace at an ABC store yeah. around me? And seriously, I mean this sincerely. Thank you to all the listeners who have pointed out to me, hey, Buffalo Trace is available at this location. But it's like, I'm not driving 50 minutes to go get Buffalo Trace. I want it here. Okay. I just want to go to the the one right here by work or the one on Sandy Forks. Although, shout out to the uh, the Garner Golf Group when they hit you up with that Eagle Rare notification. And I went. I'm like, ooh, Eagle Rare. Another mid-level, just a good-priced bourbon. Sweet. It's, an, it's another Buffalo Trace product. They were out. I went. You know how much I missed that Eagle Rare by? Five minutes. 25. Ah. But still. He's like, yeah, yeah, last bottle just left here about 30 minutes ago. I'm like, damn it. So apparently there's like a Raleigh bourbon group. It's the bros, man. And they're, they're on all... the they're on the dark webs trying to get distribution yeah, they're, information. They're using a tour browser so they can't be tracked on the on the dark web, knowing where the trucks are. They probably actually have like a flight aware for trucks. They the employees at the store <laughs> said to us they've been places where they pull up in the parking lot and people are like, We know you have that Buffalo Trace. Like we today. haven't even gone to the truck yet. Like, yeah, we know we that. Know. But we know it's here. Y'all. If you don't need further, if you don't need further proof that the ABC system needs to get the hell out of here, here you go. Here you go. Free my liquor, okay? Free it from state control. It's all I ask. And get me gambling too. Let's go. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com.